When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More teams running their teams off analytics or less? Is it 50-50, 60-40? What would you say? I'd say it's higher than 60-40. I think there are some teams out there that are hybrids. You know, you need a cross-section. You can't all be numbers and it can't all be, you know, blood and guts, old-school baseball guys with leather necks. It, it has to be a combination of both. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour 2 coming at you live on Game Plus TV, now on Shaw Rogers Channel 230, all across Western Canada. Two million more homes, plus Telesoptic TV, Channel 924. We had a lot of fun last hour. Wally Buono was with us from Vancouver talking about his wonderful fundraiser with the Children's Wish Foundation and his daughter, Christy. And uh, I really enjoyed the chat with Virgil Holmes from Homestead Cards and Collectibles. They got the big show coming up in Red Deer. Homes, uh, Homestead's putting it on. It's the premier sports card convention. And um, we're just going to keep the fun rolling here. Mark Steven comes in, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. We're going to get around to the CFL talk on the Calgary Stampeders. But Mark, good to see you. I always appreciate you helping us out here on the show. But I, I want to ask you this. Do you have any sports memorabilia, collectibles, even a card? It's something that you would never part with. I know I've seen stuff up on your wall, like banners and stuff. Yeah. Is there any, like, yeah, is there, is there one thing that you would never part with, no matter what you were offered? Well, at first, I don't collect a lot by design, but uh, just looking at the wall right now, there's there's some mementos, some pictures and that, but mementos, stuff that wouldn't uh, be available in general public, but some mementos of... Uh, different things, different pictures and images and that that wouldn't be sold. But, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, lapel pins or anything like that, no, I, I don't really collect those. I just collect mem memorabilia to me, not memorabilia in general. So there you go. Yeah, I get I mean, it. I, do have I get it. And the thing is, I got yeah, well, what, what, it, but... I was going to say, is there one thing, is there one thing that stands out? Well, I guess I've still got my Kelvin Anderson bobblehead, and he last played in the CFL 20 years ago, so I guess that would be it. But uh, no, I can't say there's any one thing that stands out, but I, I do have, keep stuff that's important to me as opposed to uh, raiding the, you know, the store uh, down at the Saddle Loma, whatever arena I'm in. But uh, And I have some of that, but it's not a not a priority. I have some Stampeder stuff too, but again, not a, not a lot. Yeah, well, like you say, and what's important to you might not be important to somebody else. This exactly. Alexander Barkov bobblehead beside me is very important to me. This CFL football is very important to me. But I'll say this, my George Strait autographed guitar strap that I got him to autograph, that ain't going anywhere. I got that thing locked up. That's my okay. well, that's number good. one. See, yeah, that's important to you, right? That's the difference. Exactly. And I think anyway, it would be no, important I, to I'm a lot a of big... people. <laughs> yeah. I just thought there's a haul around a lot of stuff, but there are some mementos I have received or I'm a part of, and uh, those will stay uh, where they are. And that's with, uh, in our house. Yeah, cool. Listen, you know that we're going to get to the football, but I, what did you think of the reaction of Flames fans last night with the 10 nothing route of the Vancouver Canucks? I mean, I've, like, I'm a Flames fan. I'm a supporter, but come on, guys and gals. Really? I thought it was a little overboard. 10-0 yeah. over Vancouver. Yeah, a little shocking. Vancouver should be the team more worried. I mean, basically, it was the Abbotsford Canucks. Let's not kid anyone. And a lot of those guys, uh, you know, at least half of those guys will be in the opening day lineup for the Calgary Flames. Uh, but, you know, they did play well, but uh, let's, let's not get carried away. It's September the 24th. I'm far more worried about how they're playing on March 24th like that yeah uh well and that was my thing i'm like hey it's all good you guys celebrate it but today forget about it and move on because it doesn't mean anything yeah. but do you think it was by design a confidence builder by ryan huska to ice that lineup or did the day game just kind of go that way that they pulverized vancouver and it was you know it was a legit score it certainly wasn't running it up 
Yeah, truthfully, I think it's both. I, I think they wanted to get off on a good uh, tangent and, uh, you know, expose the team to, uh, you know, the fans and the fans to the team. So I think that was part of the reason. But it also just got away. The Canucks looked a little lost at times, too. So I think it was a combination of both. The Canucks just weren't uh, ready for it. Uh, that version of the Canucks, anyway, wasn't ready for it. And I do think the Stampede, or at least the Flames, wanted to put their best foot forward. I mean, they did dress a lot of their uh, top-end players. I mean, you know, Nazem Kadri is out there. They wanted to showcase Matt Coronado, who's a highly regarded prospect, and they certainly hope will make the opening night lineup. So, yeah, there was a, a bit of both in my estimation. Yes, and Coronado had a hat trick. John Ohm, Ohm in Winnipeg writes in and says, preseason sports is fluff. It is, but for now, it's all we have. So, uh, to one thing I talked with Wally Buono about last hour, and I want to get your take, is last yesterday's Dolphins game. Uh, down here in Miami, 70 to 20. You saw they speedboated the Denver Broncos, and they could have made it 73 20, but the head coach, Mike McDaniel, took a knee on the last possession and said, We're not going to kick a field goal. They could have, but he goes, That's not what I'm about. What do you think about that? You know, maybe he has a relationship with some of the people on the other side and wanted to do it. I get it, but after a while, you know, you've achieved what you wanted to achieve. There's no advantage to running it up. and creating some bad vibes. So it didn't bother me uh, too much in terms of what he chose to do. You know, the 70 part is the part they should be worrying about, not the three they didn't get. Yeah, well, and Wally interestingly said, he goes, every situation's different. You can't say whether he should or shouldn't have. It's a case-by-case thing, and Wally would obviously know. There's questions coming in here from the audience for you, Mark. I'll get to those in a second, but uh, I was obviously watching the game, and I felt bad for Alex Singleton. I'll be honest, when I was calling Ryder games, I I hated him because he was so so damn good, and he still is, is, but I felt bad for him out there yesterday, man. How did you feel watching him be part of that? Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. I was just a... I mean, it was a massacre. It's called it what it is. Uh, they were diving into the NFL record books for the last time and how many times people have scored 70 points. It's very much a rarity. I think it was like the fourth time or something like that. So you can appreciate that he was involved in history, just not the kind he wanted to be involved in. So, yes, I did feel bad for him because uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, he was such a popular and successful player. Brian in Edmonton wants to know, Mark, is this the year of that Wolf makes the flames or does he stay with the wranglers and for those that don't know he's talking about dustin wolf the goalie of the year in the american hockey league last year a former everett silver tip from tustin california what what are they saying what are you thinking does dustin wolf make the jump to the flames this year from the ahl well two things uh first of all he's playing tonight i just saw the roster and i'm gonna go see seattle in the flames tonight so i'm looking forward to it so maybe tomorrow i can give you an even better scouting report I think they would like for him to make the move uh, because I don't think they want him going back to the AHL. And you mentioned his WHL success at every level he's dominated. So I think they'd like to get him on the roster, like to get him some games. You know, they'll also watch of ladder. Can he be traded? I, I don't know. But uh, I think he can make the team. Yes. One thing they can't do, though, is go with three goalies. Uh, they did that a few years ago and had to let another player go. So I would say that they want him to make the team. I think he can make the team. Uh, you know, but it would create a three-headed monster, but Dan Vladar would be the uh, odd man out, uh, and, and they'd have to deal with that first as well. Yeah, I don't know that they necessarily need Dustin Wolf. Mark, agree or disagree that goaltending is not a problem with the Calgary Flames? Well, what they need, not maybe not Wolf specifically, but need to start infusing some young prospects from their organization, and he would be part of it. Uh, you know, goaltending was an issue last year because I don't think that uh, in many games Jacob Markstrom was anywhere close to as good as he could have been. So that's among the reasons the Flames missed the playoffs was his erratic play. So hopefully he can get it straightened around because he's got to be better. I mean, you know, the, the Flames missed the playoffs. It was just by a handful of points despite all the problems that were surrounding the team and some seasons where some veterans just didn't get it done to the level they've done in the past and uh, the number of one-goal losses that they had. So, you know, if Marshall makes a few more saves, they win a couple more games, some of the other players step it up and play better, I think they could have made the playoffs. But they didn't, and they've got to look at all different facets of the team. Yeah, so I didn't say it right. Uh, Goaltending was a problem. But I think mm-hmm. Markstrom can be better. I mean, they're paying him $7 sure. million dollars yeah. a year. He's star money. 
So if he gets his act together, yep. then yeah, I don't I don't think it should be a problem. Yep. Um, to the Calgary Stampeders, man, I enjoyed the summer in Calgary, but I didn't like what I heard from the fans on the street. They are Mark's new territory for all for everybody. You ever yeah. call this team at yeah. four and ten? Oh well, I guess the one year yeah. with Dunnigan you would, but that's it's rare, few and far between. For sure, yeah. Oh, no, there's no question. There's a lot of angst and frustration about it. Uh, you know, at the end of the game on Saturday, about the last three minutes, that place just went completely silent. I don't know if I've ever heard it that quiet. I think it suddenly hit people in the face that, uh, uh, you know, this team is likely going to miss the playoffs. They're not completely painted out of the picture yet, but they're in a serious hole. Let's not kid anyone. And I think, uh, you know, a game that had hype, it was a beautiful day, a great, boisterous crowd, and they just didn't have a very good game at all and ended up losing. And I think there's a lot of shock value in that. And, uh, you know, they got four games remaining, but uh, how many of them will impact the playoff race? I don't know. What do you think the problem is? Well, uh, total lack of consistency. Uh, some areas play very well in one game and then another one just falls apart. You know, there's been uh, games this year where they haven't given up offensive touchdowns and lost. So where's the problem there? I'll go the other route. They've had two games where Jake Mayer, who obviously is under the microscope, has had four touchdown passes. They've won neither. So where's the problem? Uh, they've had different uh, times. The return game, is, uh, or at least the coverage game, has not been good enough to slow down guys like Alfred and Saskatchewan and some others. They've given up a lot of touchdowns that way and some big yards. But other games has been very good. They've slowed down some people. And, uh, you know, it's just been very erratic the, the whole season that they haven't had all units coming together at the same time. Well, the one thing you didn't mention, and I don't hear a lot of people mention, is Jake Mayer. And I never thought that John Huffnagel, Dave Dickinson, Mark Mueller would miss on this guy. And I, so the sense is that he's not part of the problem. Is that, how do you feel about that? Yeah, he, he, to an extent, he's, he's as responsible as anyone. But, he, you know, like the plays on Saturday that turned the game were a couple of interceptions. So he's had some red zone issues as well. But, uh, you know, he's part of the issue, but I think he can be part of the solution too. His overall stats are, look pretty good, actually. But when you sit down and break it down, more the timing of turnovers and interceptions and that. And he's had, a at least through the first part of the season, a steadily changing cast of receivers. So that's been a problem as well. But uh, no, I, I, I'm not going to be ready to toss him aside or anything like that. I, I think he's had a season that's been good, but could be better. Mark Steven is with us, the voice of the Stampeders from QR Calgary. Let's play the what-if game, which I don't usually like to play, but we're going to play it, Mark. What if Bo Levi was healthy for this week's game, Calgary at Hamilton? What do you think the scene would be like as you guys went into Tim Horton's field? Oh, it'd be really exciting to play him. and Because Hamilton doesn't come to Calgary this year, one of those CFL scheduling quirks, and I'm not sure how they got there, but they did. So I'd love to see it. I think it'd be a fantastic game. Uh, you know, two teams uh, fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, to have Bo Levi Mitchell as one of the centerpieces of it, I think it would be fantastic, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. That's very unfortunate. It's been a really, really tough season for Bo Levi Mitchell that I'm sure he and the Ticats didn't see coming. But, uh, oh, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to. Love to hope that, you know, maybe it's a <laughs> fluky thing that'll happen between now and Saturday, but I'd love to see it. Well, no kidding. But that aside, it's a big enough game as it is. I, I, you must yeah. feel like this is a play. This is one you both got to have. Yeah, for sure. I'd say so. And, you know, much like the Stampeders, I mean, Hamilton got to their record too by some fairly inconsistent play as well. At times they've looked uh, just awful, but uh, other times they've won. You know, I know the quarterback had some problems. Uh, their third quarterback actually had some problems. So, you know, they've had uh, their share of issues to deal with. There's only one team that started the same quarterback every game, and that's the Stampeders. So, you know, Hamilton's had their share of issues. There's a lot of pressure on that team because they want to redeem themselves from the 21 Grey Cup loss with the Grey Cup at home this year. And, you know, they're trying to fight for second place. It's not unthinkable, although it would be really hard for, uh, you know, the Stampeders to catch them on a crossover. There have to be a lot of wins by Calgary and a lot of losses by Hamilton. So, you know, it, it, it is possible. But for that reason, you know, it is an important game for Hamilton, for sure. You know, just on the stamps again for a second, and with Dave Dickinson, I was listening on QR Calgary the, when he was on with Jock. He does it every week, as you know. 
and at the start of the season, four or five games in, he was threatening changes, right? He was like, if we don't perform individually to what I expect, we're going to make changes. Did he end up making changes en masse? Changes were made for him. He has 17 players on the six-game injured list, four on the one-game injured list. So, you know, <laughs> you can't get rid of players if you don't have uh, somebody to substitute, particularly the secondary has been hard hit. The receiving core has been hard hit. Malik Henry has hardly played, and they signed him to a three-year deal last year, and Jalen Philpott hasn't played this year at all because of an off-season training incident. And Cole Tucker, the first-round pick of the team this year, same thing, he has fought injuries. So the sentiment is correct, but you got to be able to execute it when you got those number of players sitting on the sidelines. It's, you know, the changes have been made for him. He doesn't have many options. He has to keep uh, patching the lineup, and as I say, the secondary has been the number one challenge for him. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in, and I do have my bell with me in Florida. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says a lack of consistency is a symptom of inexperience, youth, and injuries. So that's kind of the sense that I've gotten. But I also, when I talk to those fans, and it's not just at the stadium, it's around Calgary, there's heat on Dickey. He's not going anywhere. But there's heat, heat on Dave. I assume you've heard it. That, that oh, call-in yeah. show is vicious. It's vicious, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, people are upset, and I understand it. Uh, you know, he's never missed the playoffs as a player or a coach, so this is new wow. territory for him. I mean, you know, he's been almost continuously associated with the CFL since 1996, so do the math on that. That's a real impressive run. So, yeah, sure he's feeling it. Of course he would. And, uh, you know, you can tell he's feeling it when you talk to him as well. And uh, understandable, the team is not anywhere close to where he thought they would be. Mark, are you good for one more segment of 15 minutes, or do you got to run? No, I'll be here. I'm ready to go. Okay, appreciate you. Mark Stephen, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, with us from QR Calgary. We'll take a brief pause and get into whatever you folks would like to discuss. NHL, NFL, CFL, Blue Jays. The floor is yours. And the text line is open, 902-518-3033 for EMJ Marketing. We'll be back in a moment on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Hey, collectors, register for the Premier Sports Card Convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items taking place in Red Deer, Alberta and the Parkland Pavilion September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. Don't be a last-minute Larry. Go, we had Virgil on last hour. Uh, go purchase your tickets ahead of time. That would help him out a lot. And then go enjoy. And speaking of Larry, as we bring Mark Steven in the voice of the Stampeders, longtime Calgary sports broadcaster, we have a text from a Larry. I just want to tell you this, Mark, because I have not told you. In all our time we've spent in Calgary the last two years, of the football people, you've been the nicest. Everybody's been really nice and accommodating, but you were number one. On the hockey side, Tim Hunter, man, just overly helpful, which is exactly the same way you've been on the football side. So I just want to tell you, oh, for me you. to you yeah. and our whole, yeah, from our whole crew, I appreciate it. 
Larry okay, well, Sweet Tim's writes in. To it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's something. Well, the orders might not have thought that in the 80s, but uh, he's Ooh. mellowed with time. Larry Sweet writes in from North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and he says, Rod, tell Mark hello from Sweeter's old man. I miss talking with him during Chris's time in Calgary. Thanks, uh, Thankful to Calgary for giving Chris his first coaching job in the CFL. And we're talking about the current O-line coach of the Toronto Argonauts. He knows his stuff. So Larry watches every day, Mark. Any message to Larry? Good. Hello. And enjoyed it as well. And uh, Chris is uh, on the coaching staff of a heck of a team and probably the odds-on favorite to win it again. I promised that I would turn it over to the audience. So that's what I'll do, Mark. I know you can handle it. You can think on your feet. Um, there's Bomber Boy in Calgary has a couple of comments. Uh, number one, he says, the NHL preseason in the land down under. Will the Rod Squad cry foul over the Aussies taking NHL spots from Canadians too? LOL. I, you got a European or a global punter there in Calgary, who I understand is a great guy. He follows this show, but I just said I don't like global kickers taking Canadians' jobs. I'm sorry. I'm not even really a union guy. But he brought up NHL to Australia. Good move or not in your mind? I didn't have any problem. That was pretty good, actually. Exposed the game to a whole different world, a whole different audience. Uh, I did see, I watched some of it. I didn't stay up that late to watch some of it, but I was stunned when he looked around the stands, the number of teams that were represented. I mean, you saw New York Ranger jerseys there. I saw a Flames jersey there. You know, it's obviously a very much a niche sport in Australia, but the NHL, one of the, I read, decided to go there is the online traffic from Australia, whether it's the purchase stuff or just follow, had really been taking off in the last few years. Uh, you know, we're not ever going to see a team there, but I didn't mind it at all. It, it was unique, I got to say. And, you know, watching a game at 10 o'clock at night starting was a little different, but uh, certainly, uh, why not? Why not give it a shot uh, next year? I don't know who they'd send or three or four years. I mean, it had to be a very costly venture, though, because they basically had to build an arena there. They had the seating in place, but nothing else was in place. But I, I thought it was fine. Uh, give it another shot, expand the game. Uh, you know, play a couple games there and uh, might have already seen the goal of the year, by the way. But anyway, uh, go down there and uh, yeah. give it a shot. Didn't have any problem with it at all. That was the Travis Cooley goal of the Arizona Coyotes. But yep. I just, I don't think people understand, Mark, that the NHL is a global league, mm -hmm. like the major four. It's a, I sat at Theo, who's, uh, th when I say Theo, we all know who that is. Theron yeah. Fleury's kitchen table, and he was opening mail from all around the world. He hasn't played for 20 years, and they're still sending him stuff. And I don't even yeah. know how they found him, but Todd, maybe he goes to the Flames and he picks it up from there. I don't know, yeah. but they're global stars, and I don't think people yeah. in Canada understand that. Bomber Boy also says... Will a new stadium for the Stampeders bring back the fair weather fans in Calgary? A reminder, this is Bomber Boy in Calgary. He's in Calgary, but he cheers for Winnipeg. Yeah. Do you think that would help attendance? Yes, it would. I, I agree. I think it's become a crutch for a lot of people. that They just immediately get in their mind. Stamps games equals awkward and uncomfortable. You know, for, as you say, the more casual fans, that it's uh, not considered a great place to go. So, yeah, I do think it would make a huge difference. Of course, the obvious question that follows, I don't have the faintest clue if there's any any momentum anywhere. I, I don't sense it. So so that's the that's your answer. I yeah. knew the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. I knew better uh, than to ask. Um yeah. uh, we'll get there are some NFL questions that have come in, and I'll get to those, but just with a new stadium doesn't automatically guarantee you're gonna sell tickets. Like we should spend a time on Saskatchewan. It's still the number one region for viewership and listenership of our show, Mark, of online audio and uh, on television. Um, new stadium there, and they just are coming out of their lowest attended home game in the new stadium ever, that home loss to the Edmonton Elks. What is your take on the plight of the green and white right now? Well, obviously, their situation isn't much better than the Stampeders. Uh, they seem to really struggle uh, on the road, especially. They've had a lot of tough games. They're going to BC this week. Um, you know, they have had some quarterback issues as well. So uh, we'll see what happens, see if they can hang on for a playoff spot. I think they will, but barely. But uh, they uh, at times have looked pretty good. But uh, because of the quarterbacking issues and a few other things, you know, they've struggled at times as well. So. Uh, you know, at the gate, I, I'm not going to 
speak to it in terms of why, but it's obviously it's become a bit of an issue. Maybe it's uh, gas prices are too expensive for people to drive. Uh, maybe the fact the team hasn't uh, you know played in a Grey Cup in a long time that maybe is the other issue too. So I'm sure there's a lot of factors, but uh, it's tough. They you know them and the Stampeders. Let's put it this way: if you believe there's a battle for the final playoff spot in the West, both teams are going at it very, very, very slowly to make it the finish line in a playoff spot. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at the attendance of last night's Flames-Canucks game, 15,452. That's not a sellout, but it's pretty darn good. They're not having a problem with gas prices to go to NHL games, is my point, in Canada, but I well, well served. Most, uh, yeah. How much of Calgary Flames' audience uh, drives or takes the train as opposed to the Rough Riders who are on a large out-of-town uh, you know, following as well? That'd be my only You'd know far better than me. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of the global nature of sports, and a lot of people have perked up on that, Dean is watching in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and he says, hey there, RP fam. Well, my Packers stunk on ice for three, three and a half quarters before they woke up to get the win. Hashtag go, Pack, go. Uh, they were favored by a point, and they won by a point. That was against New Orleans, right? Um, yep. I heard Dan Patrick this morning say that this weekend in the NFL was drunk. Week three was drunk, that it was just crazy <laughs> results. I didn't, I've yeah. seen crazier weekends than this. Uh, any takeaway from week three in the NFL in your mind? No, I guess uh, the one, just the uh, Miami game was such an outlier. I guess that would be the one that really caught my mind there. And, uh, you know, I watched some of the other games at uh, Dallas and Arizona, watched a fair bit of that and uh, enjoyed it very much. So, We'll see, uh, but uh, it was a good weekend, but it's, it's very early and nobody's out of it and nobody's clinched anything just yet. So that's, uh, it's good. But the, the Miami game is the one that stood out. That was the one, but it's interesting that Dean in Green Bay talks about his Packers who are not auditioning a new quarterback. They've handed the new quarterback the keys to the franchise. And uh, so far he's delivered, but it's just, it's a 60 minute game. Look, it doesn't matter if it's NFL, CFL, or as our American friends say, Pop Warner. And some teams, you got to start all over again, teaching them to play a 60-minute game. Even in the CFL, you see it, right? That's why I couldn't be oh, a yeah. coach, because I'd lose my cool. I mean, how many times have I told you guys, you got to play the, to the gun, right? That yeah. coaching's coaching. doesn't matter what league it is. Well, the CFL is very different. It's basically 57 plus the final three. The final three is a different set of tactics and strategies and timekeeping rules, so it's, it's different. But you're right, it's uh, a lot can happen. And, uh, you know, it's, you got to play to the end. That's the only thing that kind of... I would change if I could in the NFL. A couple things. Guys walking off the field with 35 seconds on the clock. I, I get it. If it's a two-score game, nothing's going to happen. That just looks odd. That's all. I just I don't like it. It'd be like, say the Flames were up 10-0. It was a regular season game last night. With three minutes to go, they all go to the dressing room. No. You're paid to play the game, right? So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little... Would you have been that. surprised if Daryl Sutter had left the bench? If he was <laughs> with three minutes to go, I wouldn't. And the reason I yeah. say that is Bill, Bill Belichick's left the game with time left on the clock. Uh, he seems yeah. like a Daryl Sutter kind of guy to me. What do you think? Yeah, it's, 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 I can see a lot of the crossover there why you'd say that. Yeah, so just odd. Yeah. Never figured it out. I guess different timing rules and there's different punting rules. That, you know, uh, the NFL kickoff rules are horrible. It's his most boring play in sports. But, uh, you know, most of it's pretty good. But uh, there's a few things I would change there. Hey, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, I'd rather sit down to watch a CFL game versus an NFL game anytime. However, there's no doubt, league versus league, but Devontae Adams last night, you must have watched some of the Sunday game, like number 17 mm -hmm. for the Raiders. The best of the best are really something to watch. Oh, yeah. The best of yeah, the no NFL. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's very good. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not, uh, you know, anti-NFL. I'm just very pro-CFL. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, Serena was talking about large men and how fleet of foot they are. And I immediately, like 300-plus pounders uh, in pro football. And I thought of Vince Young when we had him in a camp in Vero Beach, Florida. He went, <laughs> when we had him, he was probably 350, Mark. He was overweight but 6'5", and when he did a five-step drop, he looked like a butterfly floating by. I'm like, this is God-like, God-given. Was there a guy that you had in Calgary that you thought, you just couldn't believe the physical ability of him? Probably the one guy that was the easiest to jump out of the uh, 
sort of the pack of uh, hopefuls was Mark Bowrichter a long time ago. He just uh, stood out immediately how tall he was, how graceful he was, and uh, his hands. So he just jumped out right away. So that's the one guy that probably right away you figured was something uh, very, very unique. I, I enjoyed Mark in two years. And I talked to him from time to time to time. He's now, uh, believe it or not, a broadcaster part-time, an analyst for uh, a Kansas City Chiefs uh, radio station. So he's the one. I see that he's still following the Stampeders pretty closely too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, he follows. He, I say I've talked to him, and he's up on a lot of things, maybe not everything, but he, you know, he keeps in touch. He knows uh, he's got a good idea of what's going on. Very sharp guy, but he's the one guy that really jumped out immediately. Wow. Well, I follow him on Twitter and I see him commenting on the Stampeders from time to time, which I think is real mm -hmm. cool. And I guess my last point as we get close to the end of our time is George Cortez. He told me he didn't make it up for your 98 reunion um, with the Stampeders there. But I was just talking to him not that long ago and he was like, Rod, Colin plays is hard. <laughs> you know how he talks. Oh, He's yeah. always defending the coaches because he is one. Why wouldn't he? Um, but how yeah, was oh, that 98 reunion? I, I, I yeah, I only kind of could reach out. And I couldn't touch it. I just watched it. I clearly wasn't part of it, but it looked like a hell of a lot of fun. Sure was. A lot of guys came in from out of town, guys that hadn't been around the team, even from Calgary, that were there. So the only negative, it was a little on the cool side and rainy side. I wish they could have changed that. And it cut short one of the stadium ceremonies they had planned just around the stadium. But overall, very nice, very thoughtful. And they had an afternoon session so fans could go see what was going on. And talk to the different people. I know Wally Buono was quite moved by the whole thing because he's never truly been saluted by the Stampeders in any way. So this was one way to do it. He was part of this celebration. There was a lot of guys, some I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Calvin Anderson was so excited. He said, we've got to do this in three more years because celebrate the 2001 team. So, uh, But I mean, it was really good. Jeff Garcia came up. You know, Even though he's here for a relatively brief time, he remains such an enormous fan favorite. People were just flocking to him. But it was, a, it was a really nice night all around, i got to say. Oh, yeah. By the way, speaking of Wally, last hour, he said he feels sorry for the Rough Riders right now. Do you believe that? Okay, well, no. That's what I thought. Yeah, he just tried to, tried to be uh, nice about things. I, I don't think he'd have been too worried about yeah. them if he was coaching either the Lions or the Stampeders. So, uh, no, I just think he yeah. thought it was a good thing to say. He's not the most sentimental of people yeah. running God's green earth, yeah. I don't think. Okay, yeah. Mark, as always, I appreciate the time. Good luck on the playoff chase, uh, man. We're following closely. Yeah, it's a long, uphill, slippery, icy climb, but uh, the road hasn't been blocked off just yet. But uh, we'll watch the next few games here. Good luck. The Hall of Fame okay, voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Steven, joining us from QR Calgary. And we're going to Las Vegas next. We're going to talk a little Golden Knights and Vegas Raiders with Jesse Granger from the Athletic Las Vegas. We are live on the Game Plus television network across all of Canada. Also airing in 31 U.S. states on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, podcast and YouTube live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later.
Indeed it is. And the RP Show continues here on Game Plus TV and WQEE Radio. The NHL preseason continuing tonight with six Canadian teams in action. Double header here in South Florida heading to that uh, momentarily. Predators at the Panthers, 2 and 6 p.m. Eastern. Jesse Granger joins us from the Athletic Las Vegas to talk about the Golden Knights. They got their preseason going last night, a 5-2 loss at San Jose, just following Jesse's feed on that. How are you doing, Jesse? Welcome back. Are they ready for a new season in Vegas? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Um, we are ready. Uh, it was a short summer after a long run to the Stanley Cup Finals, obviously. Uh, it feels like they were on the ice yesterday, but yeah, yeah, we're we're ready for camp. It should be a, a fun preseason. There aren't a lot of position battles here in Vegas, um, as they bring mostly the same team back. But um, a lot of things that we want to look at for some younger players that haven't gotten a chance to get on the ice. Well, I think that would be the burning question for me to you is how much different will this team look than last? Because as we know, Kelly McCrimmon since day one churning, churning, churning to get the right mix, and then he got it. And I don't get the sense he's going to make a lot of changes to this roster from last year's. No, they're going to look very similar to last year's roster. Um, only one skater that was, I mean, if you look at the, the lineup that won the Stanley Cup game five against Florida, there's only going to be one player um, that from that squad that doesn't return for next year. And that's Riley Smith, who they traded to Pittsburgh in the offseason. Um, and that's a big piece. I mean, he's the second all-time leading scorer for this franchise. He is a huge part of the power play, the penalty kill. He plays big five-on-five five minutes. He was one of their best defensive forwards that they really counted on for those defensive zone starts. So um, those are big shoes to fill. Um, but that's really, for, for Vegas, luckily, that's really the only spot they're looking to fill right now. Um, outside of that, you expect pretty much the exact same lineup with every rest year. Um, there, there are a handful of guys battling for open spot, though. So, so there's a lot to watch here in camp. Uh, well, I guess that would be my next question is uh, who will be new? And before you answer that, I saw on your Twitter that you're a goalie guy. I'm a goalie guy. Um, like, what was your favorite highlight of the Jonathan Quick era in, in Vegas? I mean, that, that was a dog's breakfast in their crease that ended up working okay. But what's the crease situation here right now? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're bringing... Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson are going to be the two goalies, and I expect them to split it pretty much 50-50. Um, whoever's playing better at the time is going to get the net a little more, but maybe Aiden Hill gets a slight edge. He's obviously making a lot more money after that big raise in the offseason, but um, I would expect pretty much an even split between Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson in net. Um, Yuri Patera is now their third goalie. They obviously lost Jonathan Quick to free agency, um, and uh, Laurent Brassois, who was a big part of this team last year, he he left in free agency and went back to Winnipeg. So um, a little bit of change in net, but they're still going to have their two main guys. Um, in terms of who's battling for Riley Smith's spot and some young guys that are coming up, um, it's going to be exciting to see who ends up there. Paul Cotter is probably the favorite, and and he he had a good rookie season for the Golden Knights last year. He scored 13 goals in 55 games, so um, he's proven himself a little bit. Um, he's got a Tighten up some of the details. You know how coaches are with young players. They want you responsible in all three zones. So he's still got a little bit of work to do that uh, side of things. But I think Paul Cotter's probably the favorite to win that job um, on the wing of William Carlson, where Riley Smith used to play. But you also have Pavel Dorofeyev, who, who had a not as much ice time as, as Paul Cotter did at his rookie season, but he still played really well. And then the most exciting one is Brendan Brisson, who's a first-round pick for this team. Um, in 2020, and he played his first year of pro hockey last year in the AHL. He's a sniper. He's got a great wrist shot. He's really good on the power play in that right circle where Riley Smith played. Um, the defensive side of his game has a long ways to go, and that's he's got to prove to coaches that he's improved there. Um, I think he probably starts the season in the AHL just because he's waiver exempt. That's the easy decision to make. But um, if he has a really big camp, he could force their hand. So I, I think it's really between those three. And then you have Max Comtois, who's here on a PTO for Anaheim, um, coming from Anaheim after they didn't pick him up as an RFA. They decided not to qualify him. So Max Comtois is a big, power forward that likes to go to the net. Uh, Vegas loves those types of forwards. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see which of those four grabs this spot, but it's, it's a good, healthy competition. Uh, I'm wondering what the attitude of the franchise is. And I ask because I was with the Panthers this weekend at their training camp. 
and let's just say they're con they're a confident bunch. They're going to raise a banner at their home opener for the Eastern Conference. What's winning a Stanley Cup done for the Golden Knights? Have you noticed a change? Yeah, I mean the the confidence is certainly there. You you this team had a lot of guys that knew what it took to win a Stanley Cup. They brought them in intentionally for that reason. You look at like Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez. They had plenty of cup winning experience on this roster before, but now they've all done it. Um, everyone in that room knows exactly what it takes to win a cup. They had all been there and been very close, never gotten over that hump. So um, I think there's definitely a confidence, a maybe a little bit of uh, of relaxation. Like we'll see if that's good or bad going into the season. But I think this team had been so close and they were right there on the doorstep knocking for five straight years and they finally get over that hump. I think it's a little bit of weight off your shoulders. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out and what effects that has. But they definitely seem like a confident, relaxed bunch coming into camp here. No, I get it. It's human nature, and I think they'll still be hungry. But there's no doubt winning that cup was going to change them a little bit. The audience wants to know from BW in Edmonton says, uh, "Is the A's move to Vegas a done deal? How much are you following that story, Jesse?" Um, I'll be honest, I don't do much reporting on that. So this is just from me reading other people in Vegas doing the reporting. Um, it sounds like it's, it's been a done deal, but I will say this. Following this situation the entire way through, the read I get is that ownership in Oakland is not the most stable group and, and not the most, uh, I wouldn't take everything they say publicly um, exactly what they say. I'd take it with a little bit of a grain. It's been a very back and forth odd kind of story to follow um i'm going to be interested to see if, if baseball works in vegas obviously hockey has worked really well football's working really well really well i think basketball would do really well here um how baseball will work we play a team here that that sells the stadium out pretty well so um every it seems like every sport wants a piece of las vegas right now <laughs> for the longest time they wanted no part of it and that's a good way to end it a good right. segue into my final question you got solid ownership in the Golden Knights and the Raiders. And when I was around Vegas, the Golden Knights were not fearful, but they knew when the Raiders came to town, things would be different. Who's the most popular team in that town right now? Oh, the Golden Knights. It's, and, and, and it's not close. Um, it's, it's interesting because people in Vegas love the NFL. The NFL is huge here. You go to any bar, any casino on a Sunday, it is packed. And I think... The people of Las Vegas probably like the NFL more than they like the NHL. But most of those people in Vegas had NFL teams before the Raiders moved here, and they were strong allegiances to those NHL or those NFL teams. The Raiders have a lot bigger task at winning over all those people and getting them to jump on the bandwagon, and they, they haven't been good since they've got to Vegas. It's been a while since the Raiders have been good, so, so that obviously hurts them, and the Golden Knights were good right off the bat. So I think that... Vegas is certainly a football town, and they love football here, but I think the Golden Knights, one, because they were a brand-new team that was born here in Vegas and not someone else's team that moved here. I think that helps create a very tight bond between the people of Vegas and, and the Golden Knights. And then, obviously, the inaugural season was magical. It's hard to not jump on the bandwagon when that story is happening here in Vegas. And then they win the Stanley Cup. So um, I think the Golden Knights have a much stronger fan base in Vegas than the Raiders do for now. Um, but I th think if some winning, they, they, they could go a long way towards helping them that because this city does love football. So um, I'll go gold tonight. After last night, I don't think the Golden Knights have anything to worry about uh, with the Raiders showing on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Jesse, love your stuff. Thanks. Great answer, by the way. Enjoy the hockey. Yep. Thanks for having me. Jesse Granger from The Athletic Las Vegas. Overtime's next. We'll get all of your questions and comments out, plus a sports update. Stick around. We'll return in a moment on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. 
I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. Their promo code, The RP Show, gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code, The RP Show. You can thank me later. Okay, it's Overtime, which is proudly brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary. Have you checked them out yet, by the way? If you haven't, make this week the time that you do. It's where skill and fun collide. You've heard me say it's an amusement park for hockey players. And as Randall, Randy, has told me from Overtime Hockey Lane, soon they'll have Fooski. Frankly, I think they should call it Foos Hockey. But who am I? It's not my place. Fooski coming to Overtime Hockey Lane's 28th Street, Northeast Calgary. Check them out. Our poll question, by the way, today has been interesting. It's, should women be allowed to play men's sports? Reason being, Maya, I don't even have her name. Well, I have it here. Maya Turner, was it? Maya Turner was, became the first woman to play and score points in a regular season U Sports football game on Saturday. The University of Manitoba Bisons kicker made two field goals, including the game winner in overtime and the Bisons 27-24 victory over the Regina Rams at IG Field. The polls for Key Auto Group. Key Auto Group is driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And interestingly enough, 54% of respondents on Twitter saying yes, they should be allowed to play men's sports. Clark, do you have a YouTube sample size there? 56% saying no on YouTube. So talk about a polarizing topic where people aren't actually getting angry. I kind of thought that they might. But Trevor writes us on Twitter and he says, why when you already, ha- you already have men dominate in their own sports? Should be men versus men and women versus women. Not what you identify as. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I understand that comment, but I appreciate him commenting. I voted no because I think it's awkward for the male players and if you want to get mad at me you can i've only been in sports my whole life been around surrounded by females my whole life and the ones i know wouldn't want to play against the boys serena did and she said it wasn't that much fun she didn't keep playing in the case of maya turner were you out to make history because that's cool too that's i like being part of history making history sure but again Say she missed a field goal and a guy had a chance to lay her out on a block as the return was coming the other way and a guy backed off because it was a female. I don't think that's right. You should be able to play 10 out of 10. And because I don't, you look at the games. Female trainers, female broadcasters, female referees, that's all cool. But you don't really see them on the field of play in a traditional men's sport. And having said that, we were in Estero, Florida, in the press box, and I made some comment about the female referee, besides Serena, so it wasn't disrespectful. And all of a sudden, she, the ref made a call on a goal that the goal light, goal judge, who was a guy, fell asleep, didn't even notice. She signaled a goal, goal judge wasn't even paying attention. I'm like, she knows her stuff. She belongs in that role. I don't have a problem with females in those traditionally male-dominated roles, but as far as on the ice, on the field, I don't think it's right. So for that reason, I voted no. And I don't see how, I'm sure somebody would argue with that, but I think it's pretty sound reasoning. 
Sports update, NHL preseason play continues with six Canadian teams taking the ice tonight. Montreal hosts New Jersey. Toronto welcomes Ottawa and Winnipeg opens its doors to Edmonton. Calgary and Seattle will play a pair of split squad games with the Flames hosting one and the Kraken hosting the other. The Toronto Blue Jays are off today after earning a 9-5 win Sunday, taking a three-game series over the Rays. They now hold a two-game edge over Houston for the second American League wildcard spot. Toronto opens a three-game home set Tuesday against the Yankees before hosting Tampa in its final regular season series later this week. Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo was, was evaluated for a concussion after Vegas' 23-18 loss to the Steelers Sunday night. It was unclear... When Garoppolo was injured because news of the concussion was announced after head coach Josh McDaniel's post-game news conference. Sports update is for Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment. Featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Um, EMJ text line 902-518-3033. EMJ Marketing will provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Brian in Hudson Bay, who watches every day, and I appreciate you for doing so, Brian, the Moose Capital. He writes in, he says, Hey, Rod, even Bill Belichick says the best catch Travis Kelsey has ever made was up in a suite yesterday. LOL. You know, yeah, right. We made it through 118 minutes without talking about Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey, which, by the way, I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to be an ogre. I almost had the poll question today of who's bigger, Taylor Swift or the NFL? Because that was a question that came up today here in South Florida. People were talking about it. What's the bigger? Yeah, tomorrow's poll, Clark says. What's uh, the bigger entity? Taylor Swift or the National Football League? Immediately, I'd have said the NFL. And how do you gauge that sort of thing? But they're both, I think, multi-billion dollar corporations with a lot of followers. Uh, so I thought we'd make it out of the show. We didn't. Thank you, Brian and Hudson Bay. Because I don't care about it at all. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern. McFly, hello! Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.